0: You got. I think I've had to learn how to remember that I can be a voice for a lot of people, just because I may not have done well at a gay bar in Chelsea in 2009, or in um, I don't know, Provincetown's always been fun. Uh, I don't know. There was some R vacation, Rosie thing in the woods once, and they were wasted. These gay men, you know. It's I really have to remember not to generalize and say that man-on-man thing doesn't work because you can really speak to a lot of people who don't feel like they fit into a box.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to Top Fives with Don Sill. I'm your host, Don Sill, and we got another great top five in store for you. Top five notable gay comedians. Yes, gay comedians, men and women, and whatever else you identify as. Funny is funny. And joining me for this top five today is the very hilarious comedian, Frank Liotti. And yes, he's gay.
0: Like you tell people like as a gay guy, you tell another gay guy you're a stand- like like straight people will say, oh my God, that's so amazing, that's so brave, wow. And a gay guy tells another gay guy they do stand-up and they say, are you funny? Are you gonna be funny?
1: (laughs) And please don't forget to subscribe below like us comment we want to hear your top five as well but without further ado let's get into this me and frank liotti the top five notable gay comedians all right everybody i'm here with frank liotti frank how you doing my friend i'm fine you know i'm (laughs) fine yeah man this is it's great that you're here um to do this top five uh i I really appreciate taking time this is the top five notable gay comedians um, of all time, uh, you know. So, you are a gay comedian. Tell me a little bit yeah. about getting started in, in the industry. and in comedy, uh, in, or in comedy, like, yeah, yeah. I guess your story, I guess. And, and were you were you always out as a comedian, or was that something you had to do? Uh, I mean,
0: you? I
1: always wanted to do stand up, but I was afraid
0: of it. Um, I remember I even got a job. I applied for a bartending job in 2006 at Stand Up New York, but they hired me to be Mo Musabia, who used to run it there, who's, I love him. Right, um, yeah. He hired me to be a manager. And by that, they paid you $50 to be a host. They just called us managers. And I got to watch Stand Up. Um, and I got to watch all of those New York comics that was, you know, like back then, that yeah, blew maybe, me away. Yeah, I remember man. like Odd I just remember seeing everybody, Godfrey. Um, Jessica, Russ Mcnead, just all of these mitch um Mitch
1: head what's the kitties Patel. Patel oh oh yeah 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 <laughs> with the panties yeah, yeah I love lingerie, oh my God, I even have a subscription to the Victoria's Secret catalog well I don't have a subscription my neighbor does she just hasn't received it for a couple of years
0: and I remember Mo would always say, they'd always say, do the check spot, get on stage. And I was scared, so I didn't. And then over the course of the next few years, I had all this loss in my family. My mom and my dad three months apart, oh, uh, my best friend of 30 years committed suicide within the next year, and then my sister died. Wow. And I was like, let me start going to open mics. you know. So I started going to open mics. Frank, I will kill you. Okay. If you ever bring home a black girl. I thought, shit, how am I going to tell her about Lionel? Listen to me. Right. I met Chris Stefano, and we would go to like, I don't know, 6000 a week.
1: I was like, oh, came down, I got a stiff neck, Dad. I guess it was sleeping wrong on the pillow. He's like, Chris, come on, sleeping wrong on the pillow. You are blowing Roberto last night.
0: Roberto, <laughs> <laughs> And I started in 2009 and maybe because I was in my 30s or a little older. It was just I, I never really wanted to I just I wasn't I don't come from a place of like um, what one would think a gay comic might talk about. But then again, when we look at the list I have today, none of them do really. You know what I mean,
1: right? Yeah. Um,
0: so I never really hit it, but I always talked about my whole life as opposed to like that section yeah. of it, and it wasn't really on purpose.
1: Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Were, were you inspired, like by, like, was there any kind of uh, out gay comedian that inspired you to to do it, or were you just comedy in general? I no. Said, oh, you comedy know what? in general. Mitch Faytel's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, I want to do what he's doing. No, like I remember seeing Jim
0: David back then.
2: No, 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 listen here, Mr. Trump. You, you, you just gotta stop buying things. You're, you're trying to buy the Bailey building in London. Well, gosh darn it, you just can't have
0: it. You're... And he had this joke about, oh my God, it was about how we have such different standards today. Like it's not about talent anymore. And I remember he had a joke like Ella Fitzgerald would be a public bus driver today. <laughs> like <laughs> Jim David. <laughs> had some fucking funny jokes, but I loved him because he was funny, yeah. not because he was a gay comic. I never thought of it like that. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense and that's how I
1: always kind of
0: uh, Right. Like you. he didn't present it on stage as like, you know, he would even say my husband and he'd be like, Yeah, right, that's how it goes and he would go on with his act. So in that sense, yeah, very much in the same way Todd Glass. Right. You know, it didn't make it about his act. And then when I told him at one point, he inspired me just because I wanted to like hit on him a little bit. He was a dick. Because
2: I wasn't Because I wasn't a waiter here that has to kiss your fucking ass. I came right back to you. Is that the way you treat people when you think you can get away with it? I notice you didn't interrupt
0: me because I like, you can't don't kiss me. Sit down, you fucking whore. He was really? like, no, no. I came back in. I went back in. I was like, okay. I was in L. A. <laughs> wow. Cool. I, I didn't, didn't know you can go back impossible. in. It was just not. I was like, all right, well, that's a comic, you know, but some comics are
1: nicer than others. True indeed. I didn't know you can go back in. I didn't know that was a thing. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but once you're out, that's it, right? It's not. There's, such a,
0: there's something called conversion therapy, and I, I did know someone who did that, but they're very angry and very unhappy.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you gotta be yourself. Right? You, yeah, right. you, can't, you can't stifle who you are. That's how right. you're just gonna be a miserable person. But, right. um, no, but this is gonna be great, man. Um, we're gonna get right into this right now with, with our top five um, notable gay comedians, we'll, we'll start off with, with you, Frank. Who do you got? Who's your number five?
0: Um, Well, now I feel bad, but I did say Todd Glass. Just because Todd Glass isn't necessarily this like you'll see, most of the comics I like aren't necessarily um, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline, whether gay or straight. Right. You know, so Todd Glass would have like a story about people who have that bathroom in the living room when everyone's sitting there and you and then it doesn't flush.
1: You ever go over someone's house and the bathroom is way too close to everyone's hanging out? Ugh. What, are you kidding me? It's like, where's the bathroom? It's right there. Right. And
0: so like most of the comics that I have on my list, maybe with the exception of one, it's not so much the core of their act. Right. But right. I do think Todd Glass is very
1: funny. Did you ever by accident go, oh, and then you realize it sounds real gay? No. <laughs> I think Todd Glass is hilarious. Very funny dude. And li- like, to your point, his act isn't built about around his sexuality. In, in fact, right. you-, you don't even know it half the time unless you listen carefully and he drops in. Oh, and my husband, like you said, but like with Jim David right. type of thing. It's- it-, it From what I've seen of-, of Todd Glass, it's not always on the front face, you know, uh, right. of his act. I was on an airplane. And the lady next to me turned to me and she goes, "Excuse me, does my breath smell like
0: tacos?" <sighs> I said, "I don't know."
1: I said, "Do you do you put cat poop in your tacos?" You know, so I do I do like that when you know you you don't use your your uh, sexuality whether you're well. Homosexual. I mean, the way that I've always
0: looked at it is it, it's not even conscious. It's just. Well, listen, everybody's voice is their voice, and people really are who they are, but life is so big. You know what I mean? There's so much about it. I mean, there's so much that there is to it. And the truth of the matter is, I don't want to hear 15 minutes on, say, football, so I certainly don't expect an audience to listen to 15 minutes on, you know, anal or thing. <laughs>
1: Although that might not a be bad, anus. I guess we wouldn't want to go through 15 minutes of fisting.
0: Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just not. Like, uh, stuff like that's just always been kind of. not, I don't know. If anybody asks me, I'll talk about it. Or if a woman's giving me a dirty look and shaking her head at me, I'll be like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I like men. Right. Like, I've done <laughs> that when on the front. I, I've done it more in crowd work. Right. Like, right. if I'm talking to the microphone, I'll, all of a sudden I'll notice my hand. It's like that. I'll be like, gay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It always right. comes out more like that. Like we're all doing aside, like I wish I'd been more normal, not broken, like homosexual. I'll do jokes like a side. Like I'm not that kind of gay that like is obsessed with, I don't give a shit. I don't care about, I don't know who Lady Gaga is. Because you walked I out, don't, I don't care who she is. I don't really care about Madonna. I like Motley Crue and Zeppelin and whatnot.
1: I'll go with my first pick is um, he, he's from like the 80s boom era. His name is Bob Smith. He's amazing. Yes, so Bob Smith is to me a a kind of a groundbreaker for that time. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he was one of the first uh, openly uh, gay comedians um, to go on The Tonight Show. Please
2: welcome Bob Smith.
1: (laughs) And um, he started a troupe, a comedy troupe called uh, Funny Gay Men. Uh, any but, game one males? of them is in my top five. Oh, uh, he was? Okay, cool. So One yeah. of them is. Not Bob. Oh, one of the guys from that one group. I
0: thought he was pretty sick. He was very sick. Like, he couldn't shake my hand, you know? Right. Because he had Lou Gehrig's disease, I believe. Wow. And it offered, he really helped him out and took care of him. But when I saw his Tonight Show set, I was like, wow, that, for the time especially.
2: And it wasn't easy telling my parents that I was gay. I made my carefully worded announcement at Thanksgiving. It was very Norman Rockwell. I said, Mom, would you please pass the gravy to a homosexual? <laughs> she passed it to my father.
1: For the time, it's it's brave, right? And, but And it's also funny. Everything he says is funny. And if people go there, watch it, you can find it on Facebook or, I mean, YouTube. You can find it on YouTube and you go look up Bob Smith. And the, the material still holds up. It's still funny. And he, he just tells it like it like it is. And uh, for that time period, it, it was uh, a brave thing to do. I think it was totally, It's very hard to break through as a gay dude if you are
0: not what they're expecting.
2: And there's a lot of speculation about what causes homosexuality. Well, no one seems to know, although in my family, I was the only one who would drink strawberry flavored Nestle's quick.
0: Like it happens, as we can see from the lists that both of us have, I'm sure today. But it's, management does not like to, like I remember I met a casting director years ago. She came to talk to us when I was in school and she went, don't confuse the monkey. Like, (laughs) and they, they just don't, want to think outside the box because they want to make money. And it's also very hard for gay men as comics because very hard to find an audience. We're not supported by other gay men. Like I can crush at say governors and do that same material for a gay room and they'll sit there like this. But if a woman walks out and goes, hey, she'll get an applause break.
1: Right, she'll
0: right. <laughs> Handler, Kathy Griffin, Lampinelli, etc., etc., etc. That right. they worship. Right. Anyone right. from Chelsea Handler and you know her, you know. So it's it, it's tough because a lot of straight audiences, the men will hate you.
1: And so and it, also to your point too, everybody is. If you hear there's a gay comic on the billiard, everybody wants to see Liberace or something. You know, if flamboyantly, uh, right. gay. Uh, they put put them in like they do with so many stereotypes. They put uh, gay people in a box. Hello. Where every gay guy's hey, everybody, how are you?
0: And, right. and that I think, said, there is one on my list who's up, though, who could be considered that. But he's a brilliant cop. Right, right. Yeah, Chris exactly. Stefano. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> Come on, Chris, your Latin boyfriend Roberto. Think I don't know. You like Latin guys with those lips. Come on, I know that shit. What the fuck are you talking about?
0: He's a brilliant trans comic Chris <laughs> stuff, <Steph>, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope he watches this. That'd be awesome. I'll tell him to just watch up to this point. yeah busy.
1: <laughs> I know Julio. Come on, you fuck it. That's what you like, Sasson dick. That's what you like all that. Fucking Julio. Yeah, <laughs> he's busy doing I it. his You told uh, me Bob Smith. Yeah, so Bob we'll Smith. So, so yeah, so Bob Smith is um, my number five. So now it's your number four pick. Who do you, who do you got, Frank? Tim Dillon. Ah, uh, yes, he's on my list as well. Tim Dillon. He goes, Yo, bro, it's pretty fucking simple. You got to see yourself as the
0: world sees you. And that's the job you do.
1: Yes. I mean,
0: you, one thing I love about comics that I love, or one thing that I look for, is I like to know who somebody is when they're on stage. Right. You know what I mean? I know, and it's very, very sad. Like there's all, I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes, and there's a lot of people that have been dying. There's people dying because their businesses are closed. There's people dying because they, they can't make any money. There's people dying because they, they're, they're suffering from drug and alcohol addiction. There's people dying because they're alienated from their communities. There's people dying because this government that shut everything down is not giving them checks.
3: And I know that's not your fault.
0: I know that's not your fault, but I've made fun of all of that tonight. I've made fun of all of that tonight. It's not just about you. I've made fun of everything that's fucked up that's happening. Truly, I've made fun of everything. I want to know who someone is. I don't necessarily want to see a TED Talk, which has kind of become in vogue over the last five years or so. Right. That drives me nuts. Like the Hannah Gatsby style, I think. And many more.
3: Nanette was not comedy because it didn't make me laugh every step of the way.
0: Regardless of that, you know who Tim Dillon is when he's on stage, and he's so unique, and, and he's a hell of a guy in real, no, but he really is. <laughs> Whenever I see him, rarely, and it really is always so good to see him, but he's, he's very funny, he's
1: just different. There was a woman in the front row and said, what's the deal of coronavirus? And she's like, are you asking me because I'm Asian? And I'm like, yes. <laughs>
0: I still remember his joke. He had some kind of Sabaro's joke, and I used to—I forget what it was—but I used to always drive past that Sabaro's office building on four ninety-five. Like, <laughs> it was like their offices, and I would always wonder if they had like pizza in the in there somewhere for the, the point. But he had some Sabaro joke too, and I just remember—I just I've always loved him.
1: I think t- Tim is is uh, is unique in that regard, where even uh, you know he's he he definitely um, does not have that. Stereotypical, like we said, flamboyant vibe. Right. He has the everyday guy vibe, which I would think that most uh, gay men ha- have. I don't think every gay guy is walking around, hey everybody, you know, like with uh, tight sp- spandex on and stuff. Right. So, and and I also like that it's not uh, similar to what we said about Todd Glass too. It's, it's not always the catalyst for all of his his humor and stuff like that. He, uh, he he's right wing leaning in his humor he's throwing jabs at the left all the time and uh calling things out i think he calls things out of both sides but his his style his sketches absolutely yeah absolutely yeah
0: you know what i mean trump is gonna win the next nine terms because you're all pussies that's the problem you all suck so much as people you know really as human beings
1: and and just everything about him he's 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 the kind of comedian that we need now. He's built for these days, for these times, I think. And I
0: think possibly that, like, I could quite possibly appreciate that as well, because I feel the same way. I see both sides, and I'd like to lampoon both of them. You know, if it were up to one side, we'd have no humor anymore. And we treat everybody with kid gloves. And if it were up to the other side, I'd be tied to the back of a pickup truck in Texas, like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre hanging from, from like a thing in the
1: cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I know that and that's what's, what's crazy is, is, is you know, I think there's a lot. Uh, obviously, these days, a l- lot more acceptance for the gay community. But there still is that risk of those types of people out there that hate. They hate you, you know, or hate- It's people. weird because it's like
0: I never, like I would have comics say to me, "Oh, when you go to the south or when you play this room or play that room, and I never, I've experienced it less than more, if that makes sense. Like, I remember at the Claridge or whatever it's called in Atlantic City, I remember one couple all the way to my left sitting almost under a pin spotlight, and he had his arms folded, and she was afraid of how he was reacting or feeling the whole time. And I had the audience, I had the whole crowd turn and look at how, because I was doing well, and I had them all turn to their right and look at how miserable he was. <laughs> and when, when they got up and left, they applauded. The audience applauded. So if you can kind of own that, you can win. Sometimes I think you're just a little too sensitive, and I don't want to say don't be so sensitive, because that isn't fair. (laughs) I'm an ethnic. My parents were married for 50 years. If my dad ever spoke like that to my mom, sometimes I think you're just a little too sensitive. I think my mother would have said, slap on some lipstick and grow some balls, bitch, because real people don't talk that way.
1: So who's your number, uh, Where are we up to for? My number four, uh, you mentioned him a little bit earlier, is Jim David. Now, um, okay. what what I, I like about uh, Jim David, it, for me personally, he, he was the first openly gay comedian I ever saw. I was a young guy, I was like maybe 15. Me and my friends went to uh, stand up New York and yeah. um, we fake IDs, we got in. And there's a ton of comedians on the bill, and I just remember Jim Davis stood out.
3: You know, memories, see my face on the pavement. I've been hit by a Fiat, see the blood
2: trickle out, or whatever the hell they're singing.
1: Me, and, and uh, I thought he was funny. It was, it was one of the times when, you know, um, when, I would say when I accepted somebody for who who they were, and, and didn't judge him for for what he, you know what I mean? And I and I liked the material the jokes, and he joked, it was his whole set with that time was about being gay and stuff. Okay. And, and I just remember like, like I remember trying to find him again. I wanted, you know, just to learn more about him. The, the internet wasn't around it yet. So then years later, when Tough Crowd came out, he was like a regular on Tough Crowd all the time. Don't you feel that for instance, like a lot of people don't like Bush, you don't like Bush, in a lot of
2: ways. I'm not no, even I'm gonna not, go there. <laughs> I'm saying you don't like I'm not even gonna go there.
1: You don't like Bush. That was Too your reason. And the always-
0: generation of comedians and Jessica's generation of comedians and uh I mean they're just
1: solid yeah Solid. it was a, that no was a great race. time for but comedy that-
0: oh. man solid. yeah
1: like the the late 90s the, the this was early 90s when I saw Jim David but I would say like the, 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 the generation you're talking about I think was like the late two, late 90s early 2000s to late 90s thats New started. York City that was the best, man. Like I used to go to this, all the time to like uh, the Comedy Cellar and, and right. uh, all those spots down there, and just you know see all the comedians because they were all there. And it was the time when like Amazing. comedy was thriving, was, right? You know, and I
0: remember like I think it was Patrice because I was at that little podium every night at Stand Up New York. Yeah. And I remember, I remember him, but it was a pretty general thing with most comics when someone would be doing material on stage. I remember Patrice in particular saying that's funny. That's funny as yeah, opposed to yeah. laughing.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know what though, if they're getting an education, I don't care if they look like Patrice if he fell into a <laughs> bottle of Pepto-Bismol.
0: <laughs> because we become, it depends on my mood, but we really do look at it like this kind of thing. And right. Unfortunately, you know, it's like if you bake cake all the time. You you're not going to always want a lot of it, but you know what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, but if you bake cake all the time, you eat somebody else's cake. You, you're not looking for, like, wow, this is delicious. You're looking for, how'd you do this? You put extra uh, eggs in this thing. Yeah, how Right. So, so you're trying to figure out, like, when comics watch other comic sets, they're they're looking at the timing, the writing, the delivery. The... Or
0: like when I watch a tell, I'm like, I never want to open my mouth again. This <laughs> is inappropriate. I apologize. <laughs> Let's pull it back a bit. Fisting. Yeah. All right, fisting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's, it's just, he makes it look so, I don't care how many years you do it. Yes, it, it, it changes. And yes, it's working that muscle. I mean, I certainly don't have it now because I haven't been on stage how many times a week anymore. Right, yeah. Um, but I've been very lucky as an actor um, <laughs> to work with some brilliant directors who are um, assertive. I know exactly how to get the performance out of the actor that they need.
1: You're taking the pizzas
0: out of the oven. You're taking the pizzas out of the oven. You're smiling. You like what you're doing. You're smiling. Take the pizza out of the oven. He can't talk.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's uh, uh, Jim David. I, I, I think he's a, uh, a great comic. He's still doing it. He's still out there, uh, believe grinding and um, making it happen. So. God bless.
0: Yeah. I have a thousand people to thank, so I'll be brief. To the guys who beat me up in high school, may your life be an endless parade of child support and restraining orders. (laughs) To
1: the priests in my Catholic school, may your prison time pass quickly. And to my acting teacher who said I would never make it, and who's been in the closet longer than a Nehru jacket, I say, sit on this, you old queen. (laughs) All right. So who's who, all right? So now we're now we're at number three. But, but uh, I'll just just to remind everybody of who who we have so far. So uh, right now we have Todd Glass, Tim Dillon, Bob Smith, and Jim David. Um, those are our four that we've come up with so far. And now yeah. uh, now Frank, it's time for your number three guy.
0: All right, I, I have a tie. I have a, a tie here. Judy Gold.
1: Ah, nice. Um,
0: Some of her characters, as well as her crowd work, I mean, before I started stand-up years ago, kill me. I mean, just funny.
2: And he says to me, Mommy, you know your friend Jean, who we were playing basketball with, is she a lesbian? And I said, yes. And he said, oh. And he went back to playing his Game Boy, and I thought, oh my God, if I was 11 years old and driving in the car with my mother, and I said, mommy, is Mrs. Rosenblum a lesbian? We would have been smashed into the divider on the New Jersey Turnpike with like body parts strewn all over the place. So I do have hope for us in the future.
0: Yeah. Just punchline after punchline after punchline after punchline, just funny. And the tie is with Judy Gold, and it's one of the funny gay males as well, Danny McWilliams. Oh yeah, Danny
1: you know, McWilliams is
0: it one of the Not great- as awesome. known as Bob because he never do you know got a Tonight Show break or anything, but he used to I don't know what's going on. The Duplex Open Mic on Wednesday nights. Oh, she passed away, but Poppy uh, Kramer used to run it, and then she gave it to um, Brill, Michael Brill, and then he gave it to Danny McWilliams. But I'd seen Danny McWilliams there for eleven years, and. Mm-hmm. He can do a half hour on Chris Christie.
2: Governor Chris Christie, that load over in New Jersey.
0: He is
3: horrible, isn't he? Homophobic and a
2: corrupt politician. He he tried to stop gay marriage. He said, as long as I'm governor, there'll never be any gay marriage. It came right from the horse's mouth.
0: (laughs) He's got these (laughs) punchlines. If someone is willing to like, listen to that sort of Joan Rivers kind of punchline, one after the other after the other. Yeah. I mean, it was just so funny. There was so left hook.
2: I walk out of the club, this man hands me condoms and lubricant. Because we're at the same set. He has me a package of condoms and a package of strawberry flavored lubricant. I didn't get laid at night, so the next morning I put it on my bagel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's something to it when you go up on stage and you're out and, and gay that you have a certain freedom to go even further like like to to be more confident
0: i think that the more honest you are as a human being with whatever the more just truthful you are or self aware i mean that's what it's about like i'm easily annoyed um my attention span like i need i need to be in a hospital
1: right <laughs> you
0: know and i think the more i can be mean but i also know that i can do be better on stage if i smile Right. right. I know what I look like. Now I don't have a beard anymore, but I mean, I really look like ISIS. And it would put people off because I also sound aggressive. I think just my point is the more honest you are and know yourself, and it's so crazy because we're comics, but I I do think the best comics know who they are and write from that
1: eventually. I agree. I I think Johnny Carson told that to somebody. I think he told that to uh, maybe it was David Letterman or somebody. They said, you know, Johnny, what do I do? I guess got the show. What do I do? He goes, just just be yourself. And and they'll let everyone will like. Takes years to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it just It's not so, that easy as so it the sounds. There's uh-huh.
0: freedom in that. I think that there's a freedom in not having to write about like my wife or whatever, you know. Right, right. Or, or I'm so gay that I love feather whatever the fuck it is. Right, right. I think that when you're honest about it, You know, people appreciate it. I had my Jets t-shirt on yesterday just cuz it fits great, and it's green. (laughs) And the kid in Trader Joe's was, "Oh, what do you think of Zach Galligan or whatever? That's the guy from Gremlins. And I was like, I don't know, I'm gay. And he did not laugh. But I think that it's, I think that when you're honest, cuz that comes from honesty. I hate when my dad would watch football in the den. Right. He would scream so hard, the china cabinet would rattle. Wow, damn. Because he was so into it. He was. yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm like my inner hair cells are dead, irreplaceable. <laughs> but when you're honest about it, we're going, you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, you know. no, that's cool. I also, I love uh, Judy Gold. Um, she's great, uh, she, She's you know reminds me sometimes of an old school Friars comic with the way she is. God, her, oh, her, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just has that, that, that kind of stage presence and, and delivery and swagger and, and uh, and right. just the style.
2: There was one picture I found of my mother with her grandfather, and I said, Ma, your grandfather was so fat. And she said, well, Judith, that was the style then. <laughs> I'm like, really, when's that coming back in style? I need a modeling job, you know what I mean? But.
1: Uh... I th- she's still out there doing stuff. She's very relevant. Oh, she's yeah. probably been around. Since the nineties, I'd say, at least through the nineties. At least early nineties. Yeah. At so she just missed 90s. the 80s boom and came up, and I think she was out the entire her entire career, I think.
0: It's Judy
2: Show! And then a big Spit Curl would come down, and I come sliding down the Spit Curl, hanging on the end waving. It's Judy Show. You
0: know, she had that Margaret Show sitcom and But but she's always she's one of those comics who you know, obviously comics get better, but I've done so many shows with her where she pulled like, you know, she'll not be doing well because it's stand up New York now on a Wednesday. Right, right, and yeah. Like, you know, a special ed class will have like six people in it in case the teacher gets attacked. You know, you can't have them all pile up on you. So those Wednesday nights when nobody's in the room, yeah. <laughs> I remember, I think her son, one of her sons was there and she really wanted to do well because it's, you know, your kid and she was doing new material, and the crowd was retarded. They were from Romania. Like, why go to a comedy show if you're Right, yeah, you
1: can't understand Uh, the
0: language. But she was, it was new stuff, and she was so fucking funny. And it was all (laughs) new. It was like, you could tell that she had just written it, and it was so funny.
2: Well, the other day, I go on the computer to buy a plane ticket, right? And then they're like, please enter your birth year. I must have scrolled for like 25 minutes, like, my god! Where has the time gone? I've done nothing with my life. I'm gonna
1: die! That's awesome, man. Who's uh, yours? So, uh You're my num- my number 3 is Margaret Cho. Oh yeah.
0: Yes. But so I don't I- believe that she is <laughs> such a loud mouth- I I don't she may call herself queer, but is she really gonna, you know, is she really gonna bury her face in someone's vagina? <laughs> ass?
3: One of the first jobs I ever had as a stand up comedian was working on a lesbian cruise. I was the ship comedian on the lesbian love boat.
1: I don't know about it. She's yeah. gay friendly. She's gay friendly, and uh, she Usually claims to be bi. Yeah, she, and claims, what? she claims to be bi, bisexual. Right. But like you said, I don't know if she's full on. I don't lesbian. even know if she
0: at all. I think that she feels very comfortable. I mean, who am I to say? I don't know. But I, I have my doubts for some reason.
4: Dick is dirty, sometimes. Not gay dick. Gay dick is flawless. Oh, gay dick is so gorgeous. I would suck it, but you won't let me.
0: Was sat next to her in the little green room at Laughing Skull in Atlanta.
1: Oh yeah, I love that place. She was, isn't it cool? That's a cool, that's one of the coolest.
0: She was very like, there was some queen next to her like, I love you. And she was so, just like a real comic. She was just not, she was just so normal and not on and. Right, yeah. yeah. But her characters too, Like when she does, I mean, I know everyone must say it. But when she does her mom, holy shit
3: because gay they like a picnic
1: yeah she does great and and she brought a lot of awareness to to koreans too you know and holy shit and
0: i'll never forget when i was first starting out she was like i don't give a fuck if somebody steals from me i'll write more and i was like oh. <laughs> wow
4: Gay dick is gorgeous because gay men know when the dicks come out, they're gonna be judged. So they better be best in show.
0: Something about her talking like that and then breaking through is very, very inspirational to me. You know, she's also very fun.
1: Yeah, and, and and what do you think it is about her or, or certain comedians that that might not be gay but they but they translate to the gay community, and the gay community just. I think loves that people. she may have come from. I really don't know, but I think that she may have come
0: from. Oh, I thought you meant like with her and why she may identify as that. Um, what you mean with how gay dudes respond to women?
1: Yeah, how gay uh, fans of comedy get you know. You will, know what I gravitate towards with, certain people.
0: What I think it is with gay dudes and women is I think that you know, say you have like a little gay boy. Who's like, I don't wanna listen to Barbara Streisand. And the father's like, get the you know, get this fucking get away from me. So <laughs> I have to act cold to the child. And the mother's like, Oh, come come bake cookies with me and your aunt. Right. Whatever. Your <laughs> right, 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 aunt right. dead, who's dead now. Your aunt dead. Um I think that this and there's also such a hyper masculinity in so many straight dude cultures, that I think that a lot of us as gay dudes. It comes from such formative years. Have just learned our comfort zone. I loved, like, when I look at old SNL, Gilda Radner.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to talk about food, and I'm not going to talk about guys, and I'm not, and I already did all my comedy material in the first five minutes that I saw everyone to win them over as my friends, and um, and I'm not going um, to, so I don't have anything to say at all.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. When I look at rock and roll, I fucking love The Runaways, the second lineup, like the hardcore punk metal on it. Like, so I get that there's something about it I get that's innate. If that makes sense
1: to a degree. No, that was was very well said, and I, 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 yeah.
0: But it is a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's gay, gay, I really really don't always love playing gay rooms cuz it's a crapshoot. I never know if they're gonna respond to me or not. Really don't. It's easier since I've learned how to not get defensive from the get-go, because I started doing that for a
1: while. So for you, you're saying it's easier for you to go in front of uh, a, a straight crowd? A room, just a room that might have gay people in it.
0: That said, like sometimes I've said that, and some gay men have been hurt because they really do like my comedy. So you got, I think I've had to learn how to remember that I can be a voice for a lot of people just because I may not have done well at a gay bar in Chelsea in 2009. Or in, um, I don't know, Provincetown's always been fun. Uh, I don't know, there was some r Vacation Rosie thing in the woods once. And they were wasted, these gay men. It, you know, it's, I really have to remember not to generalize and say that that man on man thing doesn't work. Cuz you can really speak to a lot of people who don't feel like they fit into a box.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. I think it's important, and that, that's one other great thing about comedy in general is you you, you can right. like, speak to people right. in a different way, and they're still getting the message, and they're still relating to it. And even even straight people will, will start to get the message too. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I think it, it also because like you, you talk about stereotypes and stuff. I think a lot of times through comedy, it humanizes that person. Like what like what Jim David did for me is uh, uh, when I watched his, his stand up all, the, all those years ago, right. it, it, it humanized them. And I saw the common, the commonality between us through the punchlines that way, we're really not that different. So you, yeah. you like that, I like this, but we're still the same, we're still human beings and we still have right. the same goals in life, uh, it's to be happy and, and to right. find someone you love yep. and all that good stuff, you know? And as a 10%
0: there, so to speak, I owe it to guys out there that do feel kind of snubbed by this general Thing, right to have a voice in that, you know what I mean? So, I kind of have learned to embrace it a lot more now, but I, it is harder to have a career. But you know, gotta love that in
1: a way, right on, man. Well, you're doing great. Um, what's your your uh, so now we're, we're up to number two,
0: okay? So, he started a few years after me, but he started in Chicago. He makes me laugh harder in real life. I can't, I can't go out to like for a while there we were going to, um, I think it's called Venero's on 12th street, that Italian bakery that has two sides, Matteo Lane. Matteo Lane, like there was a guy who would always be at the creek in the cave, like downstairs, some military dude, not a comic, but he'd always be there. And whenever you'd like turn around, he'd be like right there. So I'd like (laughs) Matteo, we used to make fun of it. And I'd forget about it and look around and then I'd turn around and Matteo would be right here with this frozen look on his face, like right there. Like (laughs) he, he kills me. And even though it sounds like such a stereotype, he does this rambling Liza Minnelli thing in real life. What's your best
4: memory of your mother? I'll never forget the first thing she said to me. She said, Liza, call an ambulance.
0: That's not this 1970s or 80s Liza Minnelli. It's this damage to the amygdala, right atmosphere, that controls like prosody and social whatever. I mean, he's brilliant.
4: A secret tip I have in fashion is just take your dress put it over this shoulder, and then in the middle of the conversation,
0: strap it. He's fucking brilliant. He's just, he's brilliant and he's so funny. And when he's on stage at say The Cellar, you know, don't underestimate this guy that some may see as a queen because he'll fucking put you in your place. Oh yes. Oh yes. That could be like its a own musical, like Deli Man, like, come get your meat. That's uh, <laughs> in my grinder profile. Uh, <laughs> like he's, a, he's strong and he's so fucking funny. He really, he's really, I, I love Matteo. He's, he's mine over too.
1: Nice, Matteo Lane. Yeah, I, I think I've, I may have seen Matteo Lane once or twice at, at the cellar. Always mm-hmm. funny stuff, like, like you said. Um, you know, I, it, it's interesting to hear, because like, you know a lot of these people that I'm talking about. like, you Right, know, right. And, and that that's what I, I, you know. Comedy is, you know how they say,
0: oh, they all know each other. In comedy, we kind of do.
2: Thank you so much.
1: I'm obviously gay. So um, I know. Can you imagine? So yeah, I guess it's like, like, uh, you know, like minded people, I guess all, you know, start to right. gather together together comics
0: I have to say like Adam Sank he's a gay comic he's been around for years he has helped me immeasurably get work over the years I mean honestly there was one gay comic when I started who was literally probably the only one that was unfriendly and he moved to LA he didn't want to be nice to any gay people he was just nice nice to straight straight men and women really for the most part uh, there's really, I've always found gay comics to be very supportive. And uh, like Adam Sank has always given me work. When he couldn't show up, he'd recommend me. Or, um, oh no, Joe DeVito's not gay, but he's always kind of. But rec- <laughs> 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 as has my number one, who we we'll get to, my number one has always given me a lot of work too.
1: Very good. Yeah, Joe, Joe DeVito is he's, he's not gay. But what do they call those guys that, uh, that take care of themselves? Uh, uh, metrosexuals. metrosexual? <laughs> is it metrosexual? It's
2: confusing. I have a lot of gay friends they have a lot of nice shit. I'd like to get in on that site if it's possible. Very well appointed
0: Tom He's Italian, so it's kind of like being, you know, when you're that angry and expressive, it's like being a homosexual. <laughs>
1: and, and we'll do another list another time for the top ten, uh, top five metrosexual will <laughs> be on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Italians.
0: Who's your number two? Uh,
1: my, my number two is um, Mario Cantone? Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. So to, to me, he's also one of the uh, one of the first guys that that broke through that I've known of.
0: <laughs> Wonderful, fantastic! The zucchini fritters, the bacon
2: burgers, the pizza muffins. I want to chew them twice, Mella
0: Oh, yeah, is an undeniable, undeniably brilliant performer as well as comic. I mean, holy shit. He's, I, I his look at him. His commitment to anything that he does, even though he didn't answer me when I asked him to do my podcast. But Carney Wilson and uh, John Patrick Shanley did. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm kidding, because hopefully he will. He um is a gifted fucking comic. Cantone is he should be on my list. He's really holy shit, his bedtime stories that he used to tell.
2: I looked directly at Billy Bush, the host of Miss USA two thousand nine pageant. I strode over to the center of the stage. When you're on a stage like that, all eyes are on you.
0: Oh, yeah. And his story about his sister going on the tour of Italy. I'm <laughs> not going on any goddamn. Like, he was just so fucking brilliant.
3: I have not stopped. I have not fucking stopped all fucking day. Never again. Never again.
0: A lot of gay comics, like, these gay comics we're talking about today are brilliant people. Yes. Danny McWilliam is a brilliant writer. Tim Dillon is brilliant in his, his passion and his uniqueness. Mateo is just brilliant. Um, Todd
1: Glass and you know another one in his uniqueness Judy Gold. Yeah, Judy, I mean These are great comedians in general, right? You know, no matter what what,
0: whether or not they like to eat pussy or get plowed. Right,
1: <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: I mean, right.
1: Yeah, and and with Cantona, I I feel like he he is almost a, bridges the gap from the old guys from from the seventies that we talked about, like in and those all those guys that weren't quite out of the closet, but it was like everybody knew that they were gay type of guys.
2: I don't think it could teach me to dance. Poppycock, I'm the best. I teach the mambo as part of my craft, and I teach the ballet to stay out of the draft.
0: (laughs) Uh, He used to do like a Joan Crawford bedtime story. Like, you know, you know, like, how can you not know? Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Shut up! I'm trying to watch The
0: Wizard of Oz! But again, (laughs) like,
1: you know the audience knows. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily have to talk about it. That's how. That, that's why I think with, with Cantone, right. he, he takes, he's, he bridges that gap from the, the Tim Dillons of the world and guys like you and and all these are comedians today that are that are working, and you know it's um, and more more accepted audiences now. Yeah. I, th- I think Cantone kind of bridged that gap from the '70s, then he was like '90s, and then into now. And he can act. And he yeah. can
4: really act,
1: Paulo, Brazilian. Broke
0: my heart. I've never gotten over him. Anthony had an ass like
2: two scoops of butter pecan ice cream.
0: Um, he's here. Uh, he's he's a very he's, he's brilliant. He's so talented. And, you
1: know. and funny as hell. He's you know. Funny as fuck. His yes. Broadway show, you know,
0: laugh for. Like he's it was. I saw it. He was sick. You just. But yeah, he's he's been a huge inspiration to me as a comedian. Very oh, really cool. Before I started, yeah. I, 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 used to,
3: I used to look like Marilyn. I look like Marilyn. I to to My and I like Marilyn. I love my...
1: Very cool. So let's go through the list real quick, because now we're getting to the number one here. So I just want to uh, make sure we got everybody. Okay. So, um, can't tone. So we have. So far on our list, that we have to narrow this down. When we're mm-hmm. all set, is Todd Glass. Yes. We got Tim Dillon. Mm-hmm. We got Bob Smith. Yep. We got Jim David. We got Margaret Cho. hmm. We got Judy Gold and Danny McWilliams are tie Yep. We got Mateo Lane and Mario Cantone. And now yep. it's time for your number one. What do you got, I mean, frank What do you say? Come on, Jessica Curson.
0: Yes, Yes. Jessica Curson. Nobody, nobody. People literally, the walls shake.
3: I love how you're laughing right now. It's making me feel better. What's your name? I know you can't, I can't breathe either because I don't take care of myself. So I have a very hard time breathing at this point. I'm not even kidding. its I mean, you can't breathe cause you're laughing. I don't laugh. I never laugh. I'm a comedian. I am miserable. I am dead inside. Please help me.
0: Like she, first of all, she has that gift. She has many gifts, but she has that rubber face. She can yes. completely do that Jim Carrey facial contortion stuff. <laughs> but her mind is a steel trap. And I think it's a disservice to say, what is it when all those new comics at open mics do like Christopher for Walken impressions? Right, she's right. not an impressionist, she's she does these characters.
3: Every time she sees one of my friends, thank you for being friends with Jesse. Jesse needs friends. Like I'm in the corner with a helmet on.
2: <laughs> I like crayons!
0: both vocally and physically that are that are beyond transformative. Like literally there's something in that brain that picks up on the phonetic the phonological, the sound, the detail yes. that I've never seen before. It, and your whole
1: demeanor will change. Like when she gets into a character, everything changes, her body language, her voice, her face. It really, it hurts when I watch
0: her perform. The back of my, the skin on the back of my head hurts because I laugh so hard.
3: Like it's gorgeous outside. Look at the sun. It's beautiful. This meal is delicious. The test came back negative. I'm gonna live.
0: And (laughs) like I've gone on the road a good amount with her. And I've seen some jokes for many years, and it, it's there's something different about that live performance every single time. I mean, not only the joke itself, but the in between. I don't even want to call it crowd work because she's, if she had a recording of everything she's ever said on stage, she could do another few hours tomorrow.
3: A lot of my, you know, straight, white male friends with their comics and they're great. You know, most comics are really fucking good people. Just so you know, the comics are going to save a lot. I'm telling you, we're going to be the ones that really speak the truth, but. Right,
0: because the way that that girl writes on stage and I call her that girl, because she's like my sister. (laughs) The way that she writes on stage is unlike anything I've ever seen before.
3: I am legally married to another woman, but it's fine because we're both feminine looking. So. That was hilarious what I just said, um, and it's very true because she's hot, she has long hair, she's very attractive, she wears makeup, heels, you know, so a lot of guys are like, this is great, you know, there's know, there's not as much judgment if we were both like with a crew cut, you know what I mean, and one, how you doing, what's going on, it would be a different experience.
1: As soon as she enters the stage, you're already, as the audience, engaged, and you know that she's gonna be a juggernaut. She's a firework. She's, she has, uh, she brings, the air changes in the room when she gets on stage because she brings so much energy with her.
0: My A number one inspiration. um, And I think that we're so alike as people, which is weird, emotionally, our emotional makeup, a lot of our tastes, a lot of our passions and dislikes, that it took me a while to kind of really find my own in that. Like the legend of the Phoenix. <laughs> the festival <laughs> <Vendabula. laughs> of the oh. The of the Phoenix. That was, you know, it's also a lot of stuff. Like she's so honest that when I tried being that honest as a man, people would get scared. My first college roommate was named Maxwell Britton III. <laughs> And when we first moved in together, I overheard him on the phone. Hello, mother. I've got a very colorful roommate. (laughs) Like something out of the Corleone family. (laughs) And after I shot him, I called my mother up. And I was like, Ma, what's the story? What race are we? And she said, shut up, we're white. Because she knew we just made the cutoff.
1: (laughs) That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Taught me to look for that truth. A lot of people did, but she was my number one
1: definitely yeah exactly really? and, and well deserved yeah Jessica Kirsten. hilarious comedian groundbreaker room
0: upside down yep and
1: there's there's none like her really no she's, and the she's other comics
0: of, she's a guru to other comics yep yeah to fault like she's just really oh my god she's
3: so funny hold on a second Jessica you're incredibly talented thank god you're wearing black it's so slimming it makes a huge difference You just need to stop eating salads in public. You're not fooling anyone.
1: Anyway, I am. For my number one, I I, I was kind of torn between um, like, you know, Tig Notaro. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Ellen DeGeneres. And I uh, I think Tig deserves honorable mention. Because um, you know she broke some ground as well throughout her, in her career, but to me, Ellen, um, when she came out, both the way she came out.
2: I mean, what is wrong? That why? Why do I have to be so ashamed? I mean, why can't I just say the truth? I mean, be who I am. I'm 35 years old. I'm so afraid to tell people. I mean, I just, Susan,
3: I'm gay. <laughs>
1: Mainstream people had no clue that she was gay. She was doing sitcoms. She was playing uh, straight women in movies. She was, you know, getting leading roles and like um, she was in a couple of movies at the time, like these comedies. They were trying to fit her into that these uh, rom thing?
0: This is something. What was that thing where she was that bride?
1: Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. I can't remember the, right. the, the name of it, but, but yes.
0: Stupid are some people in this country. <laughs> right. Honestly, Miss DeGeneres. Can you imagine my volleyball coach, Miss DeGeneres, in ninth grade? Like, how how do you not see that? That's like people who have the sixty year old, two hundred and ten pounds, you know, white gymnasium outfit, short, you know, hair, gym teacher, Miss Hadland, and have no idea off the <laughs> equipment. Like she called me Looney Tunes because of my Bugs Bunny shirt, and I was like hanging from the parallel bars. She was like Looney Tunes off the equipment, and some people. They're just like, oh, I wonder how her husband can stand it. Like, people are dumb. <laughs> people are so dumb. I can't say Ellen DeGeneres because she's never had a comedian on her show other than maybe Amy Schumer. And the way that this whole thing works is by other people reaching their hand out and pulling you up.
4: I am so sad and I am so angry and I know I'm not going to say the right thing. I know that there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be in disagreement with what I say, but.
0: Stefano did Letterman, and we went to an open mic the next day. He checks on me constantly because he knows there's a history of suicide in my family. Adam Sank, Jessica Kirsten, these people have given me work for years. And Ellen, yes, she's great. That whole God thing is amazing.
4: Uh, Hi, God. This is Ellen. (laughs) Ellen, be generous. Degenerous. <laughs> what, what, what's so funny? <laughs> no, I never thought of that. It does sound like that, doesn't it?
1: Uh... Yes, the phone call to God led you there. A lot of those
0: contests and whatnot. But I mean, you got to keep it going. She's got a lot of riches. She know. could do
1: a lot more. I, you know, so,
0: Like Rosie O'Donnell, like I remember Shirley Hempful from What's Happening, who was also a comic. She used to work at Eastville. Not Eastville, what was it called in Huntington? Oh, Eastside, Eastside Comedy, Eastside Comedy Club, yeah, on uh, Jericho, and Shirley Hempel was like, "Put her on stage." That's Rosie. But you know what is is first ladies? You
3: ever be running and you don't have a bra on? Whoa, we talking about hump in your back time, aren't we?
0: You know, like people. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming that Shirley was probably, you know, who knows? But you got to keep it going, and I can't even think of Ellen because of that, unfortunately.
4: I have a platform, and I have a voice and i have always stood for equality i've always wanted to be the voice for people who felt like they didn't have a voice because i know what that feels like and maybe you don't agree with how it's coming out but you have to understand it
1: right i think she brought a lot of awareness to, to the to the world at that time, right. she came. She was the right. cover of like I think the cover of Time magazine. I'm out and all that stuff, and yeah. and uh, it was she did a, a of, double wham. The the she came out jugs and the cover of Nugget and Jugs and <laughs> Swank.
0: what <laughs> <But> she uh, what is that? Now I got and that money. The cover of We magazine. <laughs> that was beautiful,
4: Whitman. That.
0: Beautiful.
1: Uh, That's great. But But I
0: mean. Wait a minute. Tig, who the fuck else can do 16 minutes on Taylor Dane?
4: Anyway, I love Taylor Dane. And not ironically, I love her.
0: And (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? Or uh, what other Tignatar shit do I love? Yes, there's like the cancer stuff. (laughs) I'm laughing when I say it, but.
4: After my mother passed away, I was diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer, um, but I have not told anybody yet. <laughs> You're the first people to find out. Wow, that's a very cold response.
1: That was kind like of that whole
0: cancer hour is hilarious, but she was one of the first people that did
1: do that. Right, yeah. Like right after she was diagnosed. Like that day? Yeah.
4: I ended up having a double mastectomy. And um, before my surgery, I was already relatively flat chested. And uh, I made so many jokes over the years about how small my boobs were that I started to think that maybe my boobs overheard me.
0: But her comedy comedy, like the one that always comes to mind is the Tale of Dane bit just because it's so long. Yeah. <laughs> but she's, she has that. These comics have their stuff down to a science, whether it's somebody who's as um, in the moment as Jessica Carson, or whether it's somebody who is as calculated as a Tig Notaro. Right. they each so brilliant in their own right. Like Tig, that timing and the vocal, over. excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, right. but I love your voice. My singing voice, like she just, excuse me, like she just has it down.
4: I said, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but I just have to tell you, I love your voice.
1: She's equally as funny as a, as a Jessica Kirsten, but a completely different, a very different way. They're totally different. Okay,
0: so it's funny because you're, no, you know, we're talking Ellen, your number ones are Ellen and Tig. Tig Notaro, perfect example. She, for years, has given her Twitter to sort of up and coming comics to have All a right. little platform. So that's a perfect example of polar opposites, of helping other people out, of someone who didn't necessarily get a break right away, but like worked their way up, and then when one of her friends, you know, Sarah Silverman or whoever it was, Right. Who sort of helped her along a little bit i mean she worked her ass off and paid her dues but somebody's gonna get a break you know? right, right yeah that's how i feel like it should work there's a, there's a formula to all of it open mics for years to get tough learn how to bomb yep that's important Those bar shows a couple of bringer shows then people take you on the road with them some new york clubs whatever if you're lucky enough like joe devito threw a, a fucking birthday party on a back porch in lynbrook That was like, I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather get attacked anally by a fucking gorilla with rabies. But it's how you fucking learn. So no, I'm not saying that Ellen didn't go through that. She certainly, I'm sure, did. But you know that Tig paid her dues. Because people that pay their dues are usually really generous.
4: Well, I can't think of a better birthday present than to have my hilarious friend perform stand up for us today. Please welcome back Tig Notaro couple of years ago my wife and i uh, adopted a precious little kitten named fluff that's her uh, given name and uh, we kept it out of respect for her birth parents and um,
1: good stuff so now l- let's uh, break down this list into our uh, final five so we, we i mean this is a pretty good list of, of comics here we have uh, todd glass tim dylan bob smith jim david we got margaret Cho. Julie Gold and Danny McWilliams are tied. Um, Mateo Lane, uh, Mario Cantone, Jessica Kirsten, and Ellen DeGeneres, and Tig uh, Natara. And how do we
0: decide? What do we do?
1: So, so, all right, so let's let's break it down. So we'll say Jessica Kirsten is definitely going to be on the list. Right? Awesome. I, I think that we both made a case. You really made the case. I think Jessica should be Possibly, I can cut the, my list down. Number one, I think. Yeah, I think just Jessica- like the way Carnegie Mellon cuts their acting musical theater
0: department after with yeah. you But I'm not gay. <laughs> let's say so. Look, wait, my sister's glasses. left. All right, so let's say Todd Glass. <laughs> so, so you wanted? That. So, uh, <laughs> so Let's see who was unfriendly. I mean, the least funny Todd, <laughs> Todd Glass. <laughs>
1: Do you have to cross one off now? Yeah, I'll I'll cross, uh, so tie glasses off, I'll cross off, um, and this is not easy, but uh, I'll cross off, I know, uh, yeah, I'll cross off uh, Jim David. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bob Smith, because he's, oh, (laughs) I'm keeping Bob Smith, I think Bob Smith deserves to be on there. Okay. So, so, uh, all right, so I cut Jim David, who else do you think you, you would cut? Uh, okay, I'll so also I cut off Danny, Danny McWilliams. Okay, but Judy Gold what also, the two of them? Hmm? Both of them, Judy- Judy. Yeah, Gold. I guess I have to. Yep, all right, so they're out. Okay, so now that leaves us with uh, Tim Dillon, Bob Smith, Mateo Lane, Mario Cantone, Jessica Curson, Ellen DeGeneres, and Tig Notaro. So I'll put Tig in there as an extra. And Margaret Cho, and you know what, I'm gonna take Margaret Cho out. Not easy decision, but she has to go. Um, okay. So, I'm so I'll take- cut. I'll cut Tim Dillon.
0: All right, we're taking Tim Dillon out. Bye, Tim. Sorry, he has a career, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he won't be- I'm the one at my sister's house and I slept.
1: <laughs> he won't be too heartbroken. All right, so, all right, so we got one, two, three. All right, I think I'll take out Ellen, and then I think we have our five. I'm, th- I'm going to take out Ellen because of what you said. You convinced me otherwise. She was my number one, but now hearing what you're saying, that she hasn't given back to the community quite like she should, yeah. and being in this in the stature that she is, she could easily give back. And why not do something like what, what Bob Smith did all those years ago and make a, uh, a traveling, you know, kind of a troop, of comics, or or something right. along those lines, or even a, she could make a network like the O Network. She there's so much she has power to do right now, and like to your point, she's she hasn't really done much except you know, uh, like how many like uh, you know the little
0: kid, the viral video of the three year old yelling at his mom, Linda, listen, Linda, it's hilarious, right. but you know how about you have a comic on? Exactly. Once, come on.
4: I'm just so sorry that it's come to this.
1: So because we have Mateo. So here's, here's what we have so far. I think this might be five. We have Bob, Bob Smith, Mateo Lane, Mario Cantone, Jessica Kirsten, and Tig. That's a fucking beautiful list. So, so there, there it is, folks. There's our list right there. That's a beautiful list. That is a great list indeed, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Frank, you're awesome, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this top five with me. Tell Thank everybody you. how they could find you and follow you and, and what's your website? So, and what I, I have this? a
0: podcast uh, with a friend of mine from Performing Arts Day Camp when I was 12, but I'm not gay. It's called Jiffy Pop Culture. Nice. And we do all kinds of movies like... Um, we did Looking for Mr. Goodbar, The Sentinel, that horror movie from the 70s this week. Ordinary People is coming up, a best picture. We do we did different strokes and facts of life and we fucking ripped them apart. Like I kind of do stand up about them and she's very funny. So nice. it's called pop culture. It's, it's very politically incorrect and it's doing well, it's kind of cool. So they can find me there and on Instagram, it's Frankaholic. F-R-A-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-C. And uh, also, uh, there's a fisting channel that I had <laughs> where you can see I have you know different loads of ejaculate up my ass. I hold them in for as long as possible. I'm gonna throw the fuck up.
1: <laughs> uh, well, and that's there, it, kids. There you go, Frank, man, I, I appreciate it. You are awesome, my friend, and uh, thanks again. We got a great top five here.
0: Thank you, buddy, this was a blast. I hope you guys out there will like it the yes. LGBTQAIL
1: well there you have it folks there's the list that me and Frank came up with the top 5 gay comedians let us know what you think and let us know if we missed anybody if there's anybody we have to add or if we did it wrong or if you agree or disagree let us know in the comments below i would love to hear it and don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you again next week